0: Good morning everyone it's Judy Thco you're listening to Mad Love Welcome It's gonna be a great week. I love Thanksgiving not so much for the food I mean, I don't even like turkey um, at this age and stage of my life I've had a lot of turkey some of it well uh, prepared and some of it not uh if I never have turkey and stuffing or dressing or whatever again I'd be good with that um, I'd be thankful to eat something I like. <laughs> Anyway, no, I just like the, I like a holiday that makes you focus on being thankful for what you have, and how far you've come in life. That's pretty much how I look at it. Um, It's just my favorite holiday over the years. It's the one that resonates with me the most. Christmas at some point got ridiculous for me, especially as people started asking for big ticket items for Christmas. It's like, you know, Jesus was poor. You know, what are, What are we celebrating here, actually? Why do I need to buy you a washer and dryer? You know, how's that love? I don't get it. Anyway, uh, it's a little peek inside my psyche. Um, and I'm a very generous person. I'll, I would be more apt to buy it for you in January, especially because it's going to be on sale than for Christmas, because to me, I don't I think that violates the spirit of the holiday. So I think I like Thanksgiving because it's incorruptible. You're either thankful or you're not. And I'm taking all the politics and the political correctness out. I don't care how we got here. I just like having a day where we're thankful. That's what I focus on, right? So uh, I like the spirit of Thanksgiving. You you can't corrupt that, right? You, you're either a grateful, thankful person, or you're not, you know? And usually every every uh, Thanksgiving I've ever gone to, you have to go around a table and say what you're thankful for and all that kind of stuff. Well, I try to do that every day. You know, I try to focus on what I'm excited about, what I'm thankful for, what I'm grateful for. And I mean, this year is a gimme. If you're alive and listening to this, there you go. If you haven't had COVID, there you go. If you got COVID and you recovered or you were asymptomatic, here you are. Yeah, Plus, plenty of things to be thankful for. Um, yeah, I'm thankful that this president is going to be going away. It's not going to be pretty uh, in terms of him having these temper tantrums or whatever. But for some reason, I just feel like he's going to uh, get some religion or get some clarity and head out. He's afraid of going to jail. You know, that's what it is. He's afraid. The only reason why he ran was so he could avoid jail and like make money, you know, This was a huge branding opportunity for him. And, uh, you know, all your friends can't go to jail and and you never go to jail. There's something going on with you, too. You know, your friends are the best indicator of who you are. You know, uh, they're the best um, sort of display of whatever your character is. So, yeah, he's he's on his way out and. I hope that people who who have and you know, I thought about it this weekend, a lot of people don't even care for Donald Trump. I know that because they don't know him and they haven't had any interactions with him. They like the idea of being rude, uh, of of not being held accountable for kind of running roughshod over, you know, people's feelings. You know, all you know, for instance, when. The grab them by the vagina thing came out. I think there were a lot of people, especially men, who were like, yeah, I'm sick of these women saying they were assaulted. You can't have it both ways. You can't you can't uh, walk around looking like you look and then get upset when a man wants you. That kind of thing. And I saw it in that Keith docu series, the one on stars. The one on HBO is trash. I'm sorry. The more I think about it, the more I'm disappointed that they even put that out because the the one on stars has receipts and they cut out so much because the people who put the one out on HBO were a big part of the system and they profited from it they made a lot of money and they held back they didn't want to tell the truth that's just how it appears to me and that's what I believe so sorry your docu-series is trash You should watch the seduced one on Stars, because she she points out like, hey, these people that are on the HBO docuseries, they smiled and nodded at a lot of offensive, crazy talk. And some of it was very much centered around rape. She has receipts of him talking about rape and raping babies and, you know, uh, all this all this kind of mind games he played on women. And this was outside of the secret sex group, you know, some of these people were indoctrinated and didn't even realize it in the, I guess it was supposed to be business coaching or life coaching section of it because it was a giant cult, but the sex cult was underneath or behind the scenes of this other kind of lifestyle coaching thing. So anyway, I'm saying all that to say that kind of energy, that kind of darkness. I think a lot of people like that. You know, I'm not saying that that they would actively go out and rape people. But when you normalize uh, abuse, when you normalize assault, when you normalize uh, rudeness, that means you you want to get comfortable with that you it's not a big deal. And listen, we're in a very curious time. Everything isn't a big deal. Uh, Everything shouldn't be um, on 10. Uh, I agree with that. But everything shouldn't be zero either. It's a scary world when you stop identifying with victims. It just is, you know. Uh, And granted, everybody isn't a victim of everything. But some people are victims of some things. And to just blow that off, you know, he, he just really crossed a lot of lines and for me and as a woman I think that's what makes a lot of women who who I've never been assaulted I'm very thankful for that but I have known people who've been ex- assaulted um and it's uh it's a violation that I mean once you go there you you can't come back from it I've dealt with victims of assault you know it's just it, we don't want to live in a world where we normalize that So that, to me, is where the danger of just being like, oh, it's okay if he does that. Oh, he didn't mean it that way. You know, no, certain things should never be allowed to come out of anyone's mouth, especially someone in charge of things, especially someone who's the president of the United States. And I think that's his appeal to this undercurrent of people who just want to blow past people's emotions, including race stuff, including gay stuff including women's rights, all of it is balled up in one thing for, for some people like that. I'm talking about this big group of people who are just tired of being sensitive, who weren't really all that sensitive in the first place. You know, there are rules. So, I mean, you know, and people often ask me, well, how do you, uh, how do you cope? How do you manage to stay, you know, with your head above water and you see so many things And it's like, I, I believe God is in control. Something's in control. I mean, I call, I call that energy God, whatever you want to call it, you can call it that. But I believe that God is in control and that eventually justice gets delivered. Now, here's the thing with justice. It It doesn't look like what you think it looks like all the time. And it moves very slowly. But um, it 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 gets delivered, and I think this year we need to be delivered from this year. This is a perfect perfect example of what a reckoning looks like. It came and showed us all our flaws. We don't have a lot of strong leaders in place, uh, from governors to mayors to whatever. You look around and you're like, man, my life is in these people's hands, <laughs> like they're in control. Of my livelihood and my life. Like, it's scary. You need to pay attention to who's in control. And uh, I'm not saying that's a strength of Democrats or Republicans. I think both parties are fairly ridiculous, um, especially on the extreme edges. Um, and I don't think it's political. I think you have to find people who uh, want to serve communities. And they are not politicians They just happen to have political offices because if you've ever dealt with someone who feels like they're a public servant, you know what that feels like. And if you've ever dealt with someone who thinks of themselves as a politician, you know what that feels like. It's a very dramatic difference. Um, so there's that part of it. And I just think people have fallen in love with the idea of just not being held accountable. So boo on that. Uh, Real quickly, did anybody um, watch the Will Smith Red Table Talk? So first of all, on HBO Max, they had the um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion, which was interesting. I wasn't a huge. That's not a show that I watch over and over again. I wasn't a huge fan of it. But of course, in 1990, it was on TV and I watched it. And I think I shared when I was an intern at Warner Brothers so very long ago. Uh, we were, we were almost done with our internship and we wanted to watch the pilot series, uh, coming out and, uh, you know, our boss reluctantly let me and, uh, this guy from St. Louis, I didn't know him prior, but we both were from St. Louis and we spent the summer kind of palling around, uh, Randall. And so we both kind of talked her into letting us watch and he was obsessed with Quincy Jones entertainment. In fact, he didn't even go back to college. I went back to college. And so he was he was like we got to watch uh Fresh Prince. It's from QJE. QJE. He spent the whole summer QJE. So we finally watched it. And of all the ones we watched, that was the one I remember. I don't remember the other pilots in that uh from that afternoon. We watched about I would say we watched a couple hours worth of pilots. And uh that was the only one I remember because it was funny, and I remember we walked out, and she was like, "Well, what do you think?" And we were like, "Oh, that Fresh Prince, that's gonna be a hit. That's funny." And um, yeah, so that's my connection, which is no connection really, <laughs> to Fresh Prince. But the the reunion was was heartwarming, and then he brought on the original and Viv, and then the red table talk that he has on Facebook, man. Now that is really where you learn. Um, I didn't realize that uh, Will's household, his father was a a domestic abuser. And um, man, it, it, it was really, really fascinating. Just if you get a chance to watch it, I respect him a ton because it's easy to be a man in this world and shield all your feelings and pretend everything's okay all the time. And these people just put their business out there. But I don't think it's for the attention. I think it's to help people because I never would have known that about Will Smith. And it explains so much about his dynamic with his wife and his commitment to his family. Um, So, yeah, very, very interesting. Check it out. That was very good. He is a supreme human being. He really is. He is on a journey and he is willing to be vulnerable and share that with us. And that is such a gift because life is full of challenges for all of us. And like I said, with that kind of money, he could just pretend everything was copacetic all the time. And he just he doesn't do that. He wants us to to grow with him uh, because we're all facing the same kind of challenges, you know. And that's just I mean, that's really powerful very, very good. I enjoyed that. Uh, watched that this weekend. Um, I tried to relax cause last week was really, really stressful for me. So it was just so much work, 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 work and slammed and deadlines. And so this was, this weekend was to decompress. So I did that. And, uh, that was something that I watched. Um, and I did, I worked out while I was watching the, uh, you know, stationary bike. I watched the Will Smith, uh, the Fresh Prince reunion. That was interesting. So anyway, that's all I got for you. Please, uh, please take care. Uh, this week is all about gratitude. I would, you know, I would suggest every day just picking one thing that you're deeply grateful for, you know, and really meditate on it for a few minutes. I'm not saying you got to spend, you know, two hours with your legs crossed thinking about it, but, just really attach to something that you're really grateful for. Uh, and just, you know, kind of hold it with you for a couple minutes. Just like, Oh yeah, I'm really thankful for that. It changes your day. It makes you feel good. Uh, I'm thankful for you guys. Uh, the surge of listenership this fall has been incredible. And, um, I think it goes back to the summer, but it's really been amazing. And, And I'm deeply grateful and excited to share thoughts and ideas with you guys. Um, and I, it feels like you're listening. It looks like you're listening. So I appreciate that very, very much. Uh, please take care of yourselves for real. Uh, washing your hands, wearing your masks. Listen, I'm a natural social distancer. Um, and I've had some people kind of get up on me lately. And it's, it's made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> this is going to be with us for a long, long time. Even after the uh, uh, disease is eradicated, I think we're going to, this is going to change us. Um, and it should, you can't go through things like this and not be changed. So just lean into it. All right. Be well, be safe, be your best. Yeah, this is a new track. Uh, hopefully it will be released on November 27th. Um, the distributor is moving a little slowly because at the end of the year that's what they do and I may have missed the deadline sorry guys um but the team is excited to share the new record with you it's entitled Sub Rosa um and it's got five tracks on it I think they're pretty hot they are a good addition to the catalog uh this one is called LeBron James yeah and so um it I think it encapsulates his uh You know, rise from urban blight in Akron, uh, yet his sophistication. Because you know, what I don't think LeBron gets enough credit for, and LeBron gets a ton of credit, don't get me wrong, uh, but what he doesn't get enough credit for is these guys shouldn't have been good at business, but they are. This group of men that he has surrounded himself with, that they all arrived with him when he was 18, Maverick Carter. Um, his agent, all these people. None of them should have been excellent at business, yet they are. Uh, and they're good at everything. Spring Hill Entertainment, I really enjoyed Survivor's Remorse. I was sorry it went off the air when it did. It was such a good show. Um, and all the other projects that he's done. I mean, I think the song kind of encapsulates where they came from, kind of that urban vibe. it's got a definite hip-hop beat but then the sophistication and that's where you get the piano and the classic classical music feel so for for us this is uh uh for the music team anyway this is uh and me too i feel the same way when i heard it i was like okay i get it i mean this is our uh respect record for him because he he's amazing and you know statistics and uh Anybody paying attention would be like, these guys shouldn't be good at this. Everybody said his his agent wasn't going to be good at it. That dude was good at it. You didn't hear any nonsense about his contracts or anything crazy. I mean, these guys came prepared, and they have been amazing. And so much more so than just basketball. So good for LeBron.